if I wanted a certain type of plant, then I had to also accept the nurturing process of that plant, which that in and of itself is a microcosm of life, right? How often do we see a lifestyle or see something that we want or we believe that we want and we want that result, but we don't think about all the other connecting things associated with it that we have to do to keep that lifestyle or to obtain that lifestyle. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about plants. We're going to talk about my revelation and similarities of how plants can teach you about life and business, right? Or just life in general, because it's all kind of one thing. All right. So recently, I'd say the better part of six months or so, um, my wife and I, and really I feel like the broader community of color, like people just have really gotten into plants, right? Maybe you just, we're all getting older and we're valuing different things, but I've noticed that there is a huge affinity for plants among people of color. Shout out, as a matter of fact, Noir Plant Club. Um, It's a black owned community that is really helping create awareness and education around how to, you know, become a new plant parent. Right. Uh, So shout out to Noir Plant Club. They're doing some great stuff growing pretty rapidly, actually. But on today's podcast, I wanted to just kind of draw some parallels between, you know, what I've seen through my limited, I guess you could say, window of learning how to nurture and take care of plants and how that translates to real world scenarios. So the first example is, you know, there's a plant that is on my patio right now that's a palm tree. And it's flourishing. We'll talk later in the podcast about um, something else I learned about that tree. But the palm tree is flourishing outside. It's doing well. And out of nowhere, I saw this really vibrant additional plant that was growing from the soil. Right. So not from the tree itself, but where we have it potted, there's a whole nother different type of plant growing. And we didn't plant any other seeds there. Well, actually, I think my wife did plant some lettuce that we'll see if that comes up. But this is not that we didn't whatever this is growing. We didn't plant that. Right. And it is growing like rapidly. It looks like it's going to turn into a tree. And what it made me think about is when you're in the right environment, good, unexpected things can happen. And that is the importance of being in the right environment, because you ever been in a situation where you didn't even expect or care if something happened. But because you were in the right place, in the right environment, things happen that you didn't even expect. Positive things happen that you didn't even expect, right? And that is what plants taught me about or reminded me, I should say, about life. The importance of being around the right people, being planted, pun intended, in the right spaces, because even if you're not looking for certain positive consequences, they're going to come as a byproduct. You know, the age old quote, they say you are the sum total of the five closest people around you. You know, that is essentially that. Right. But in that case, you know, you're usually being intentional about who you are around and it yields some intentional positive consequences. But the benefit of that is when you're just around the right people, the right soil, the right environment, 
unexpected good things can happen. So it's like a, a win-win. So be very mindful of the environment that you place yourself in because when it's good enough, unexpected positive things can happen. What it also taught me about that same tree is when you're planted in a place you weren't intended to grow, but you grew anyway. How many times in life have maybe people even intentionally tried to suppress you, right? Intentionally put you in an environment and thought that, oh, well, you know, this person can't thrive here. Or maybe just, I don't know, systemic oppression happens, right? But even though these systems, these barriers were put in place that were intended for you to not be able to grow, right? Oh, that's not designed for you, but you still were able to grow anyway. Now, that says a lot about the seed, right? So before we're talking about the environment and the soil, but when you're called to do something, even if you're placed in an environment that wasn't designed for you, you still can thrive, right? Which then makes you think how everything is interconnected, right? In life, you know, I always use this analogy about, you know, baking a cake, right? And I don't bake, by the way, so this analogy could be somewhat misguided. But when you bake a cake, you have ingredients like butter, flour, baking powder, you know, and all that jazz, right? And if I were to give you any one of those ingredients individually and say, hey, take a bite out of this stick of butter, or hey, dig your hand in this bag of flour and take it to the face. You would look at me like I was crazy and say, well, no, that's gonna taste absolutely terrible. Who in their right mind would do that? But when you mix all the ingredients together, they make sense. They make a cake, they make something sweet, something that's edible, right? And it made me think about that in the sense that Sometimes we don't always understand why we are placed in environments that seem on the outset that they weren't intended for us to be able to thrive. But we didn't realize that that was a part of the process. That's why sometimes you have to just submit and be okay with things going, quote unquote, not according to plan. All right. So let's talk about the next thing that I learned from my ever growing plant collection that started out as like two and now is like 14. So just because something isn't blooming now doesn't mean that it's dead forever. So that same palm tree that is currently outside thriving, at one point it was in the house and it was just not thriving, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Like we bought it, it looked great. And then it just started to look bad, right? And we thought, man, we're just bad plant parents. We were watering it. We even started using filtered water, rotating it, making sure making sure it got sunlight. And it just wasn't really thriving, right? And we thought that it was done. We thought, okay, well, time to hang it up, right? We, we missed the mark on this one. And then, you know, we decided to take it outside. And, you know, I think in January of this year, maybe it was, we took it outside almost as a last ditch effort. Like, oh, well, I think I have the video to prove it. Like, oh, you know, we're putting it out here. We'll see what happens. And about three or four months, right? We still continue to nurture it, right? About three or four months, that plant completely turned around. And in fact, that's the same plant that now has that little mini tree or mini plant that's growing from it, right? And what if we just wrote that plant off because the leaves were brown and, you know, starting to look pretty pitiful? Just because something isn't blooming now doesn't mean it's dead forever. You know, sometimes it's just a seasonal thing. Sometimes it could be that this plant, the leaves fall off in, in the winter and they come back in the fall, right? We see that happen every year. And just because you look at it right now and it looks like it's dead, it doesn't mean that it won't bloom and reemerge. So that's something I learned from plants. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another segment of Fix Your, fix your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it relates to your finances. And this week, I want you to 
cancel the unused subscriptions or cancel anything for that matter that is just a bill that you no longer need that because you weren't paying attention you have these expenses that you need to get rid of right whether it's subscriptions or whether it's like a storage unit like i had this storage unit for like two years right that i forgot about that i wasn't using hundred dollars every month right and a storage unit as a quick tangent is the stupidest thing more of the story is that the value of the stuff in your storage is less than what it would cost you to maintain that storage for however long you would have it it's pointless right and if you don't need something for six months chances are it's not something that you really need right now anyway that you could probably rebuy whenever you get the space or whatever the reason is that you had the storage in the first place so if you have a storage unit cancel that please if you have unused subscriptions or just things that you're not really using, cancel that. But I want you to do that this week. Go through your online banking, see where those expenses are and put that money back in your cash flow. I don't care how small it is. It's better in your bank account or savings account than it is going for a bill or something that you're not using. Right. So do that this week and put that money back in your pocket. I also learned that success takes time. Think about that plant that we just talked about, right? It's like, hey, look, what if I just threw it away as soon as we put it outside, right? Like, oh, oh my gosh, it's been a week and the dead plant is still dead, right? It took time, right? And I think honestly, it took about four or five months before it really started to thrive. And so you have to remember that, right? Like originally, you know, when I started getting into plants, I wanted to just go out and buy the biggest plant I could buy. It's like, ooh, I just want to get this six foot, seven foot plant, right? And a lot of times what I was running into is I couldn't find it. Right. I had to buy the one foot plant. Right. And I had to nurture it. I had to water it and I had to trust the process of allowing it to grow. Right. You can't just have instant success. Right. That's an immediate parallel to life. How many of us want to buy the result? We wish we could just buy the abs, buy the dream body. Right. But you can't. You have to eat well over an extended period of time consistently. You have to work out over an extended period of time consistently and it will manifest the results on the back end. But it takes time and you can't skip the process. Going back to that cake analogy, right? Imagine if I put a cake in the oven without the butter or without the flour and say, hey, you know what, man, I forgot the flour at the store. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and start baking this cake now. I'm going to go get the flour and then go ahead and preheat the oven. Go ahead and put the ingredients that I do have in now so I can expedite the process of that cake being done. I'll come back. I'll add a little flour. Everything will be good. How well do you think that cake will taste? Will it even be a cake? Most likely not. Because you tried to expedite and circumvent the process. What you got to do is you say, oh, well, I don't have this ingredient I need. Either I got to wait for it to come to me or I got to go get it. But either way, I can't move on to the next step until I have all the ingredients of the recipe. But so many of us want to circumvent the process and jump ahead because we want to get to the end result. Right. And it just takes time. You cannot rush the process. And I'm learning that with plants. Right. Because now our plants that once started out small, they're beginning to grow all because we're giving it time to. Plants also reminded me that success is a nurturing and cultivation process that requires different elements. In the sake of plants, it requires water, it requires sunlight, it requires soil, right? And sometimes some other nutrients that you can add to it. And success is the same way, right? It's a nurturing and cultivation process. It's a natural extension of the point I just made. You can't just jump to the end of the line, right? You have to cultivate skills. You have to cultivate patience, right? You have to cultivate, you know, um, a new mindset. There's a variety of ingredients in that recipe that you must nurture and cultivate to be able to get to the end game. 
It's not just a, I pick this and I can be successful. It's a melting pot of things that you have to do in order to get to the next level. And oftentimes, you know, again, we want to circumvent that. We want to find an easier way or just not accept the fact that there's a multiple of things that we have to be able to manage to be able to be successful. All right. So something else that I learned about plants. All right. So not only are we growing these plants that we just can look at, we're also starting to grow plants that bear fruit, right? Whether it's in not just literally fruit, but whether it's jalapenos or basil or, or things like that, that we can use in our everyday life in the kitchen. And that's a really cool experience. But what I learned about that is when you think about money, it's very important that you eat the fruit and don't eat the tree, right? Eat the fruit and don't eat the tree. What do I mean by that? So when you make money, what do most people do? They spend it. Most people get cash and they take that cash and they spend it. And that is literally the same thing as eating the seed, right? But what happens when you eat the tree or when you eat the seed? You can't grow any more fruit. So one of the things you have to do when it comes to financial success is when you receive money, when you receive income, you need to plant more seeds. You need to plant more trees and live off the fruit that those trees produce. All right, so let's talk more tangible and more specific, right? If you have cash, you should maybe go out and buy a investment property and then you live off the cash flow that the investment property produces. Because guess what? If you don't spend the cash that you could have used to buy the asset, now you have an asset that can continue to produce more fruit. Eat that fruit. If you eat the cash before you plant the seed, i.e. make the investment, then once you eat the cash, that's it. It can't produce anything else, right? If I don't plant the seed, it can't produce anything else. So do not eat the tree, right? That's a microcosm for financial success. Go buy income, essentially, right? Take your money and use that to go create more money. Do not spend it. Obviously, you have to spend some of your money. I get that. What I'm saying is your mindset has to shift to a place where I'm always thinking about how can I use my active income to produce income or to produce assets that can provide income for me, right? Same thing with the stock market, right? If you get cash, where can I invest my money that either one day will be able to create a big enough portfolio where I can draw down on it and I don't have to eat the tree because I've amassed enough money to where I can withdraw a safe withdrawal rate, right? At a certain percentage that will still allow me to accumulate money on top of that all while not dipping into my principal. Because if I don't dip into my principal, guess what? That means it can always produce cash flow for me, right? Or buying, you know, certain dividend stocks, right? It's okay, cool. If I keep buying those, then those are going to spit off some income for me. And there's just so many different ways that you can do it. But the concept is that when I go out and work for some money, even if it's a digital product, if I if I have something that's making me money, how can I take that income and create an asset so that the asset can provide my income? Does that make sense? Never knew you could learn so much from plants, huh? <laughs> This podcast episode is sponsored by CapitalWise. CapitalWise is a boutique financial planning firm serving entrepreneurs of high growth companies. We also have investment management services for all. Plan precisely, invest intelligently. CapitalWise. What's the next thing that I learned from plants? I learned that... Some plants require less nurturing, right? Some plants, so I got a snake plant that's in my in my living room and man, 
I feel like we water that thing when we water it, if we if we water it, and it just continues to thrive and grow and look healthy and you know. Um, we're very pleased with that. And then at first I was like, you know what? I only want plants like that. But I realized if y'all wanted a certain type of plant, then I had to also accept the nurturing process of that plant, which that in and of itself is a microcosm of life, right? How often do we see a lifestyle or see something that we want or we believe that we want and we want that result, but we don't think about all the other connecting things associated with it that we have to do to keep that lifestyle or to obtain that lifestyle, right? So that's a microcosm in and of itself. You have to count the cost, I guess is the best way to summarize. And I've said that um, a number of times in some shape, form or fashion. But you have to count the cost. Right. If you want the million dollar house, you also got you want the tax bill. You also got to want the career that's going to produce enough income to be able to sustain that. Right. You also you got to want all of that. You can't just want the million dollar house. You want the biggest business. You want the the next Facebook. You want to be in court every week like Mark Zuckerberg. Right. So there has to be kind of this this lifestyle and ambition alignment. But let me get back to my original point, but I just wanted to take a quick tangent there. So some plants require less nurturing. Let's speak specifically to like investing, right? So there are passive ways to invest, right? I can buy an index or ETFs or mutual funds. I can just kind of throw my money there and let someone else do their thing, right? Just, hey, look, I trust that it's going to do it. I'm not even going to check this thing really. Um, I'm going to, I'll look up in 10, 20, 30 years and see what I got, right? And of course, I'm oversimplifying that. Obviously, you don't want to just throw your money anywhere and, and not look up for 10 to 30 years. But the point is, you don't have to be too hands on in that process. You don't have to understand what and how to invest in. All you have to do is put your money with the index, put your money with the mutual fund, and you're good to go. Conceptually, that is what we would call like passive investing as it relates to your involvement, right? Now, what about active investing? Active investing or, or trading, as it's more commonly referred to means that you have to know what to invest in. You have to know when to buy it. You have to know when to sell it, right? And you can earn significantly, potentially more money than someone who just put their money in in an index fund and let it do its thing. However, it's more active one, like literally it's called trading, right? You're trading your time to be able to get that potential return. So in life, you have to ask yourself, based upon my desired result and based upon my desired lifestyle, what type of plant, i.e., what type of lifestyle, what type of business, what type of investments should I choose that align with what makes the most sense for me? Because sometimes people like the attractiveness or the sexiness of active investing and trading and shorting the market, which can be great. But you also have to like what comes with it, the expertise, the skill set, the time, the risk. And if you want that, then great. But if not, you can't just arbitrarily say, I want this without counting the cost or asking yourself, how does this align to my broader lifestyle, right? Do you want the snake plant that you can water every so often, needs minimal sunlight, minimal attention? Or do you want the orchard that you have to, you know, (laughs) put an ice cube on to water it so that it can slowly release the water? And that's something that you got to ask yourself, you know? Um, And that's how you need to govern most of your decisions, not just on the perception of the result that you think you want. So the first point I talked about was the importance of environment. And I'll kind of want to expand upon that in a different light, right? So that palm tree that we had in the house originally died, right? So to speak, or was on its last leg. Then we took it outside and it thrived. We had an elephant plant that we had inside most of the time, but we also had it outside a good amount of times. We thought that's what you're supposed to do with all plants. And it wasn't flourishing. It was not looking good early in the game. And we're like, man, like what's going on? We're taking it outside every day. We're watering it. What's going on? And then I spoke with a plant expert 
who helped us understand where plants are supposed to go. They say, yeah, the elephant plant, you know, has to be stabilized and has to, you know, get acclimated to its environment. And, you know, we advise that you keep it inside. Just keep it in one place. And the moment we did that, literally the moment we did that within a few days, uh, this plant started flourishing like never had before. And what that reminded me of in a different sense of environment is that in certain spaces, you could be designed to thrive. And in other spaces, you could be designed to fail. Right. So, of course, we know environment is important, but sometimes it's not that the environment is bad is that 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 environment might be bad relative to your goals, relative to the outcome that you want. Right. We see this all the time in professional sports. Right. There could be a quarterback who plays for one team and he stinks it up. But when he gets in the right system, right ecosystem, you ever heard that word ecosystem? When you get in the right ecosystem, that word is derived from nature, right? We use it um, to describe, you know, things in our everyday life, but that word is described in nature, right? That's where it's rooted from. Like things are part of an ecosystem and based upon that ecosystem, that determines how you'll be able to grow and thrive. And so remember that sometimes it's not you, right? Sometimes it's not the environment, it's that you just are in the wrong environment. So it's not a bad environment, it's not a bad person, it's that the person is planted in the wrong place, right? The environment could be perfect for someone or something else. You could be perfect as long as you're in another environment. And sometimes we have to assess that to say, hey, am I in the right place? Right. It could be a job. The job could be a perfect job for somebody else, but it, you could be failing at it because you're not supposed to be there. You're planted in the wrong place. And I was reminded of that when we had two plants that were seemingly on their last leg. And when we just altered the environment, they began to thrive. Did that mean that their original environments were bad places and no plants should go there? No. Like I said, the elephant plant outside does not do well, but the palm tree outside does perfect, right? So it's not necessarily that it's a bad environment. It's that it was not the right place for you. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that inspires you to go out and grab some new plants. Um, but more importantly, have an intrinsic look at your environment, have an intrinsic look on, you know, lifestyle. And I guess I say lifestyle and ambition alignment, right? Does your lifestyle align with the ambition that you're seeking, right? Because that's very, very important. If you want a very relaxed, carefree lifestyle, <laughs> if you want a very easygoing plant, right? Then you have to choose that plant. You can't say that I want the exotic palm tree and not be willing to nurture it or put it in the right space. You can't say that you want the orchard and not be willing to do what it takes to cultivate and nurture that. What do you want your life to look like? How much involvement is required for you to obtain the things that you want? Those are all questions that you should be asking yourself instead of just looking at results and saying that you want that. So I hope that was helpful, guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And as always, take something away from this episode and implement it immediately. And please share it with somebody for Pete's sake. <laughs> like I'm recording these every single week. And again, the love is strong. But if you're one of those folks who relies on reviews to buy stuff and you've never left a review and you listen to this podcast consistently, shame on you. Actually, I'll do something cool. If you leave a review, what I'll start doing is I'll start making space on the show to shout out a review. And also, don't forget, guys, that I will answer your questions free on the podcast. So you, that can happen in several ways. One, you can go to georgeactionpong.com uh, forward slash, I think it's podcast. We'll include the link in the show notes. And on that page, there's a space for you to submit your money mailback question. Or you could also submit a funny money story, something that you want us to share. 
Um, but go there, submit that, right? And we'll answer it live on the show. Uh, you could also send an email um, to us if you just want to record your video or you want to send in your question. And also let me know your wins. Let me know if, if it's a win that you've gathered from this episode or just a financial win that you've had, period. You know, just let me know, right? Send it in so that we can shout you out because like I always say in my intro, uh, money's like gas on a road trip, right? Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. That's literally in the intro. That's why I don't always talk narrowly and specifically just about money, right? Because at the end of the day, money's just an end game. So I want to celebrate you guys. I want to celebrate your wins. I want to make sure I'm, I'm in tune with the way you guys are progressing. And we have some things that are coming out, coming down the pipeline that we can do that more intentionally. In the meantime, let me know. I just paid off my debt. Hey, I just, you know, saved my first thousand or 10,000 or hey, I just opened up my investment account. Whatever it is, share those wins so that we can know how you guys are doing. But as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?